What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Hope This Is Helpful podcast, where we give you guys our interable perspective on just about anything and nothing. I am your host, Tiara Harris, joined by my husband and co-host, Mr. Leon Harris. Um, We're going to start our podcast off with an intimacy card. We use these skin deep cards and we like to just answer one question together to kind of get this ball rolling. Oh, that one's a little too deep. What do you think is my greatest accomplishment that I fail to recognize? I guess it's hard now because I feel like you're leaning into celebrating the big and little ones. So probably would have said that 15 years you worked when you stopped working. But I think you do celebrate that as a big accomplishment because you always wanted to stop working. Um, <laughs> maybe I think maybe parenting. That's a good answer. I think parenting. The problem is it's an ongoing cycle, so it's hard. Yeah. I, I think parenting. I think her first birthday was celebratory in the fact that we survived that first year. And I remember feeling like even though the party was not really like an adult party, it was still very much geared towards her being one. But just that feeling of like of a, of a sense of accomplishment that we survived that first year because, you know, waking up every three hours consistently is hard and then i went back to work and was getting off so when she hit that five hour stretch of like sleeping i was still at work yeah um so i like your answer what is something that i think is an accomplishment that you have that you don't celebrate enough is that was that the question something like that yes um greatest accomplishment of it i don't want to sound like one of those (laughs) people that we don't like or that you don't like i okay i won't say that because i what i will say is i think that you are an amazing husband and an amazing father and i don't take for granted that how you do things have to be done differently and you don't use them as an excuse not to show up and not to be the best version of yourself And so I think that that is a great accomplishment because there are times where I think that it could be very easy to say, this is too much. I need a break. I think you, um, you pivot really well and you make things, you make things work. You make things happen. And I kind of, I would like to see you celebrate who you are as a husband and who you are as a father more. I mean, maybe I will after therapy. I think the problem is. It sucks that I have to do it. So I think mm-hmm. that for me overrides that you're doing that it. That I'm doing it. Because I would do it if I could walk. Like it's not, it's something I would do, but it's just, it sucks that I have to find a way to do it all the time. Yeah. So what, what, what is probably easier to others, mm-hmm. you, you see all the extra work that you have to do versus just being able to, being able to just see that you're, you are doing it. Yeah. And to that, like, that makes me, and I need to not worry about others, like we tell our daughter, but, you know, there's dads out there capable of doing it and they just, 
not like this case. There's kids that don't have their dad present in it, like for no reason. Not like the dad is working hard or busy. It's just they don't want to be there. So I feel like that part annoys me as well. Yeah, I think not only have you. Like, it's easy for me to be a deadbeat if I wanted to be. Really, <laughs> not not even funny. Like I could easily just say, "Oh, I'm hurting. Oh, this hurt. Oh, my chair." Like I could easily say, "My chair broke. I got a flat tire. I'm sitting on half a cushion." Still, we're doing whatever I need to do. Yeah. Um. Tag. I forgot what I was going to say. I was. It was something about like, oh, like because there's certain aspects of it that you know you had to adjust to just to being. I mean, I wouldn't say being a husband was, I don't know if it was a huge adjustment for you or not in terms of like your disability, but parenting, you were a stay-at-home dad. And so that I'm sure was a huge adjustment to have to, not only were you becoming a parent, but then like, I am in charge of this person by myself for all of these hours. And I got to figure out how I'm going to make all of this work. Like, but like I said, you pivot. It's the, I fell out of my chair once, didn't know how I was going to feed her. That turned into, I'm going to keep a cooler bag with her with her milk in it so that if it ever happens again, she's always going to be fed. Yeah. And so, yeah. It I still lost, sucks. That's I, lost like, my, I lost where I was no, going. No, I get it. Like, it's I annoying. just, I move, but it's just, yeah, like, I get it. I appreciate it, but like right now, it just hurts. Like, damn, I had to, like, I got to figure so much stuff out. I got to consider, like, that's why I'm tired all the time. I have to consider so many things. Yeah. I have to consider so many different things at one time. I it's love hard. you. I think I like, yeah, block out the hard stuff. That's just, it's just easier to try to block out the hard stuff because it just keeps. You also, that's what I was going to say. Even when you're working, you don't let that be a reason to not show up. And that could be unfair to you. Maybe you, because I do think that you are allowed to say like, I am working. And that's all I want to do right now is to focus on work because working from home is, a newer thing in general and then especially for our household so i'm always trying to make sure i'm giving you allowing you to have that space to say like i am on the clock and i am working because if you were to go into the office you know there are things i can't lean on you for Mm -hmm. but you still show up where you're still present for her science experiments and bedtime routine and dinner and even i'm not there for all of it at the same time no but i mean i think i (laughs) think (laughs) <laughs> I th- I think I think not every day but close to every day you kind of plan your break around her mm-hmm. not just you taking a break from what is work and what is stressful about work you are taking those breaks to say I'm going to show up for my family during this time and so that's why I feel like you should celebrate who you are as a husband and who you are as a father because I appreciate you and I love you. Love you too. All right, let's move on to stories about our daughter. This is the point of the podcast where we both share a story about Noel, whether it's good or bad. It's just kind of something that we would like to share with you guys because this part of our brand does not include her. She's not on the podcast. <laughs> So if you found us this way, you you won't know her personality. Honestly, like even if you watch us on YouTube on our vlogs, which you should at Harris Hope and Humor on YouTube, she's she's never been forced to do anything. So when she shows up, she shows up, and when she doesn't, she doesn't. We ask her too, like, do you want to be in this? She'll say no. I'm like, all right. Like we know, yeah, yeah, we're not that. But my story is that she's actually getting into YouTube and into TikTok. So I don't know if she can fully grasp. 
the understanding that sharing who she is on TikTok and on YouTube, on YouTube, like if she really understands like how many people it potentially could reach, that is going to be content that is there forever. She may not get that at five. And so like, sometimes I do mentally wrestle with, um, her understanding that, but I'm also kind of excited that she wants to do it and she's kind of leaning into it. Mm -hmm. And so like, I kind of want to embrace it because I do also see it as a way to create content videos and that will be memorable for her Yeah, for the future, hopefully for the future, like meaning she can look back on these things as a teenager and as an adult. And as we become, as she, if she becomes a parent and we become grandparents, meaning that the hope is that we have, Lots and lots of years together. Yes. But then if we don't, it's something that we'll have to hold on to. Mm -hmm. The memories will be there. Um, It's being in the moment and also recording the moment. And so I'm excited that she's like, she started watching more YouTubers. So now she's like getting it a little bit. And it's really, really cute. (laughs) Um, My story is kind of, again, evolved. And she loves gymnastics. She is in gymnastics, but she like practices, practices like, she practices it like unintentionally. Yeah. She does cartwheels all day long. She does flips. She has a gym that hangs down from the door. Much stuff that I would be afraid for her to do just again, because I'm paralyzed, like your neck, your neck. But she knows how to flip around upside down. It's just, yeah. I think it's amazing to see her. Find something that she likes and just do it. Like she just does it, and she loves she, she loves the gymnastics she's in. Um, I always get worried because it's like I gotta work hard to see if she can, you know, practice it more, get to Olympic, like whatever mm-hmm. she want to mm-hmm. do. If she want to compete, so it's just like all right. That means I gotta take her to practice all the time. Like I don't even take her right now. So yeah, um, that definitely is in the back of my mind that I think that's kind of where our future is headed if she continues to love it so much. Um, but we just, I feel like we just encourage her to, we encourage her to just pick her own thing. Um, I, I showed her video games. Now she's addicted to video games. We have to kind of like curb her back. Um, well, she only really likes Lego city. Yeah. Yeah. So we just encourage her to do her thing. And I kind of like seeing it blossom when it comes to what it becomes. Yeah. I'm always curious of like, like, how do you know when you're, if your kid really loves something like some because sometimes some of the, the YouTubers that she watch are gymnasts, and so like you see how much more they practice, and like I'll just mention it to her, like oh, like if it's something that she can't do, I'll say oh, that's because they practice way more hours a day than what you are, and that's fine that you don't want to practice that much because I know you still enjoy playing with your toys and doing other things, but just understand that that could be the difference, and it could it's just consistency, like they've consistently been practicing hours and hours and they practice every day and sometimes i always wonder like does that mean she doesn't love it as much as they do but honestly like does it really matter they could love it and then they could wake up one day and say that was fun and now i'm over it so does it really make a difference if she loves it at five and loves it for 10 years versus liking it now and then still doing it for 10 15 years who knows it's just interesting like it, but it's also to Leon's point of like, she's constantly doing things and you want to be like worried. I've had to switch my mindset to the fact that I am the parent of a gymnast. Yeah, same. And so the expectations of what she's going to do, what she's going to try, 
kind of changes because you understand that she probably has that mindset when she's doing certain things and it's not it's not just her trying to be annoying or she irritating us doesn't hurt herself so that's no, why I have not to give often. Her she barely like falls or trips or anything like she she falls she hurts herself doing regular stuff so when she do her gymnastic stuff and that's why I had to just kind of let her go like people let like, go oh my god I'm like okay um charger oh um she just she's amazing at it and that's why we just I just let her go I just don't even I watch her but it's like I'm not gonna watch too much because it's scary I think she I think she actually hurts herself more doing normal things that's, that's, not, that's exactly like she it. fell the other day and I felt bad that I actually wanted to laugh a little bit because it, I, I had just never heard her say it. Typically, she falls and she's like, I'm okay. Oh, yes. And then the other day, she was like, I'm not okay. And I like felt bad, but I also like wanted to laugh so hard. But she fell because she was trying to, she was doing gymnastics, but she was trying to stop doing gymnastics to come follow me. And mm. so she went to like jump down to follow me and she, she hurt had herself. a stool on top of a, another mat uh, on top of a phone mat so like it was just a recipe for disaster normally yeah. normally she figures it out like normally magic i'm not gonna fall, daddy i'm not i mean fall. she and still she, figured it out she just figured out in a way that hurt her body or her feelings and gee she definitely said i'm not okay i'm like oh i'm not gotta okay look at this one. yeah i was like oh this is the first time i've heard her say that yep. <laughs> All right, let's get into today's topic. So I actually put a poll up on Instagram and I was asking people if they knew we had a podcast, what would they expect us to talk about or want to hear us talk about? And I actually realized from that poll that on this platform, in this form of content that we create, we have never shared the story of how we met and fell in love and how we have gotten to where we are, which is like 10 years together. Is it 10 years together? I'm always off. I think, is it we eight years into, married, nine end, years together? We met at the end of 13. We met at the yeah. end of 13. 14. Yeah, we got married in 2014. No, we right? met at the end of 12. Oh, yeah, so this is 10 years now. Yeah, this is the 10th year. Of us being together. Yeah, just us dating, yeah. So we've been together for 10 years. <laughs> We met back in twenty tw- end of twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the interesting part is that we went to the same church in for years, probably at that mm-hmm. point, and never crossed paths. Never crossed paths or giving each other a second thought. It was just it. It was what it was. Leon likes to tell the story that I slid into his DMs, um, but before I slid into his DMs, we met at an event. For people who were interested in starting nonprofits. And Leon served on the board for a nonprofit. So he was at this event. I was in attendance because I used to have a nonprofit. And um I don't know what I don't know if it was a conversation. What? It's part of the story. You don't know this part of the story. I don't know if this if it was something I heard somebody say, if it was a conversation that we had, but I've learned at that event that he was good with computers and i was like this is somebody that i need to like have in my back pocket because i am not and this was we met in the spring well that was 2011 you met me and that yeah was that event was in the spring though right it was like march yeah 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 that's right 
I think, like, when we talked about it, I think I tried to remember. I think you did pull me to the side to have a conversation with you, but I wasn't paying attention to you. It was like, oh, shoot, another, another computer I got to fix. But I don't even think I asked you about my computer at that point. I think I was just like, oh, like, let me get your information. Or I was like, oh, I should follow him on, like, oh, Facebook or something. Yes, I, and I then I ended up actually, he he accepted my friend request. So I wasn't really sliding in somebody's DMs because we were actually friends on Facebook. But then that winter, I my computer had a virus and I needed it to be fixed. And so, voila, that is why I was in Leon's DMs, as he's like to as he likes to say, because I needed my computer fixed, and that was what he did. And so he fixed my computer. But when Leon fixed my computer, he decided that that was his opportunity to somehow need my phone number. Like you know, being in his DMs was was wasn't a problem. But once the computer was actually fixed and I just needed him to hand it to me, that's when he needed my phone number. I needed it because at that time I would leave out of the church early to do something and I would be in another section of the church. And it's our, our old church. No, our old church was big. So I said, hey, let me text you. Because Facebook was trash, right? Facebook was trash. Leave that out. Facebook was trash. So I was like, let me text you. I think I was like half and half because I was just like, oh, I got a number. But it was just like, no, this is business. Um, <laughs> and then like I, the next day was like, well, not next day. It was a couple of days later. It was like, I guess Christmas or it was a couple of weeks later. Damn, it was weeks. Yeah. You think it was weeks? first of all, he I was like, siege, he said to me, maybe you, I don't know. It was somewhere between days and weeks. I thought to me, it felt like weeks. Cause he said to me, Oh, the computer is in the trunk of the car. How about I text you when I can get to the car to get it? And of course I was like, okay. Cause what else am I going to do? You have my computer. I can't make you go get it out of the car. But then, I mean, I had to come back to second service, which like typically I did, but I can't remember that day if I was planning on planning on it or not. Anyway. But so then Leon used my number to text me to say Merry Christmas. And I no, remember I was late with Christmas, so I had to say it on the twenty-sixth. Yeah. It was the day after Christmas. And I forget what I even said to you. Back. Like I was tired, I was asleep. So I, was, I didn't realize you worked night shift. So like I think you might have texted me back later. I don't know. I was texting because it was business. I remember you saying this so to me before. I was like, you know, just being good courteous. customer service. Yeah, just being courteous because, like, hey, you need a computer. Come back to see me as a customer. Merry um, Christmas. And I don't know. The conversation just went from there. Yeah, it went from there, and then like he kind of trusted me with like a secret, like right off the bat, which I don't oh, know. because that was a weird time because I had just had surgery. I had um a lipoma removed. And I had bulbs on me, and this was the first time set in a long time I was on bed rest. Mm-hmm. So I was on bed rest for like a week and a half, two weeks. Um, and you, a nigga was lonely. <laughs> <laughs> and you shared that with me that like, oh, people didn't know, like that's why we like you haven't been around, and that's why you weren't like what I think at like New Year's service or something. Yeah, yeah, or Christmas service. Christmas service. And I wouldn't Year's be service. at New Year's. I was at Christmas early. Yeah. I wouldn't be at New Year's. And you, I think, was off. Yeah, and so I worked night shift at the time, and he was up at these weird hours because he was on bed rest, and we just talked and talked and talked some more. And then I went to um, South Carolina 
to um my at the time my dad had cancer and he was getting having surgery done and so we had decided to be supportive and drive down me no, and my siblings me and my siblings were being supportive and we were driving down to go be with him um just to i don't know olive branch i guess i don't know but leon like kept in touch with me that whole well most of the trip because at that time our signal when you the get on signal the was terrible on the island my family lives on so it would be like we could only talk once we came off the island but when i was off the island was when i was like at the hospital um but yeah and we kind of like we kind of really became friends mm-hmm. at that point and then um he wanted to facetime me and I, I and i still do i think facetiming is a very intimate thing and i was kind of very much like I guess I probably I don't know if I sounded old then. Yeah, that's what I was like. But it was like, like I don't FaceTime people. Like, like it's brand new. Let's get it in. That's weird. Like that feels intimate. Like you want to be in my home, and I still feel like that to this day. But I did FaceTime him, and we just kind of clicked. Yeah, and we've been talking ever since then. I will say we have we were very like, at least I was intentional about the kind of things because it was so new to me to have a friend that was a male who was just a friend i was like i don't want to mess this up i don't want to ruin this um so like let's be sure we're on the same page and want the same things before we like take this too far because i feel like sometimes you cross those lines and then you like can't go back yeah. But we had our first date, which was technically, it wasn't on Valentine's Day, but it was around Valentine's Day. Our first date, he came to my house and I made him dinner. And Leon will never let me forget that date because he remembers everything that I made. Lamb, sweet potato casserole, vegetable medley. Was it, oh, no, it was a heart-shaped red velvet cake because I used to love red velvet cake. And on his way out, he almost fell. And he thought it made sense to say. I'm falling for you. Why are Because I had back then, I was, you know, I was super crit back then. So I uh, was a, less, a lot less mobile in my chair, a lot less limber. Um, and it was like a little big step. So paratransit would have to, it was a game into a garage basement. So it would have to mm-hmm. bump me over seven then down into the basement. Um. So yeah, I kind of like fell out my chair and I was like, look, she got me falling for her already. I say cheesy stuff. It was cute. And she used to hate cheesy stuff. It was cute. It was cute. It was just like in the moment I was so stressed out because I had never dealt with this before. So like I felt terrible that he was falling and I was trying to make sure like, because I don't, at that time I didn't know what to do if you would have fell. I didn't know how much it was going to like hurt you or like, what, what do you do? Call 911? I, I mean, told you the story. I've fallen off a paratransit lift. Like fell down into the street like i'm good i have like literally fallen in the air. but that night i think we like didn't come with a good plan like we probably should have backed you out versus you going forward oh yeah i think we learned after that yeah I think and i think at that time paratransit was supposed to help you because yeah. you were technically still in the house yeah they're only supposed to help you outside the but house But i think that was my homie though i had a i had a friend like a good a guy that i had a same regular driver yeah i think that's why yeah, so that's how we met, and we have been, we got, so that was February. We got engaged that um, that following New Year's Day. 
my family has a family brunch and we were at the family brunch and Leon got on one knee. Two. Well, two knees. <laughs> he got on his knees and he proposed. And that was January 1st. And we got married that September 5th. Um, two days before our birthday. Two days before my birthday. And the reason why we got married two days before my birthday was because we won a free wedding. And they wanted to do it quickly. And I had that was the time off that I already had scheduled. And I didn't have enough time to request more time off in order for like the free wedding part to work out. So... Because I was already off, we got married two days before my birthday. But then we got to have an all-white weekend. We got married on a Friday. Mm-hmm. We had a second reception on Saturday. And then my birthday was Sunday. Was Sunday. And then we went to Vegas for our honeymoon. Yeah. And so once we became newlyweds, we spent those first couple years enjoying each other. Mm-hmm. And then also trying to figure out how to get pregnant. Which may just be a whole nother episode, but... We spent a good, what, year? Two years? Figured it out? Yeah. Oh, it's been like a year because I, I had told her, I'm like, don't talk to me about no kid for two years. I don't want to hear about a baby for two years because then after that, maybe I'll be open. But the other thing about Leon and I is that I am seven years older than Leon. And that comes into play. Mm-hmm. In a lot of different ways, actually. Not a lot, but there's a few. Um, it actually makes I like fun. It makes life fun. It's actually one of the things I liked about him was that um, I guess what was probably him just being younger was like him being vibrant and fun and like reminding me like let my hair down and laugh a little and you know not be so stressed and tense and serious all the time. I still am. And I'm still the funny guy. But not as much, I think. I mean, you also didn't know me that long before we dated to know like how different I kind of am now to who I was before you. But yeah, so seven year age gap comes into play. He wants to wait two years to get married. I am am thinking that we're going to have more than one kid. So I want to allow us time to do that before I hit that like geriatric pregnancy age. So we spent some time figuring out how to get pregnant. I went to a super urologist. We went to super specialists, like to the point where it was like, this may not happen for us. And like, that's okay too. Um, but then we that's figured it out. Another episode yeah. if ever needed if, on there, if there's anybody in our SCI community or maybe even anybody in the dis- disabled community. Um, there are, I mean, there are scientists and doctors who have different ways to do it. Um, unfortunately, most of the ways didn't do work for me. I was not into the cow prod in my butt, like the electro thing. I didn't mm-hmm. want to do that. Uh, that was like, I think my last resort, because we had tried like all kinds of stuff, $500 vibrator, um, stuff needles in my penis, bro, it's weird. Um, but yeah, there's all kinds of ways, so you don't have to be discouraged. There's, we did IVF. Yeah. But that was easier. And it's interesting because like after I joined the WAGS community, which is Wives and Girlfriends of Spinal Cord Injuries, if anybody listening and is one and interested in joining the community of women that are supporting their spouses who are wheelchair users or well, spinal cord injuries. Um, I found them after we went through this whole thing. And I had a moment where I was like, wow, I wonder if we like really needed to do all of that because there, I think there were things we didn't try. Mm-hmm. That I was curious if we could have gotten pregnant that way. But at the end of the day, it was kind of like, 
listen, that money already spent, that we done went through this whole thing already. It is what it is. Like, it's no point of the wondering and the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. But yeah, we ended up doing um one round of IVF. So that was a stressful year of figuring all of those things out financially, getting trying to figure out if if we qualify for studies, lots of appointments, um, procedures that we thought we needed that ended up like not being needed because I had fibroids, so that was a factor as well. Mm-hmm. Um and then like trying to bucket list as much as we could before we became parents, like trying not to let our relationship become just trying to get pregnant. We were trying to figure out how to have fun in the midst of trying to get pregnant. So we were trying to like what kind of fun things do we want to do before we like go through all of this? Yeah. So then we end up pregnant, perfectly pregnant, one round of IVF. And then we had a year of pregnancy, which was up and down, but not too bad for the most part. And then we became parents. Um, we became parents and we enjoyed parenting. I went back to work. Leon was a stay at home dad. Um, then we moved. We decided to leave Philly, oh, leave, leave our condo. condo. You ain't to do nothing. Everybody came and fixed everything for you. Yeah. We had elevators. We had front door service, gated community, so to speak. It wasn't garage. really a, we had garage parking. Oh, yes. So. It was so nice. I loved our condo. But then we decided we sh- we should get more space and give our kid a house and a backyard. And so we moved to Delaware. Yep. And then the pandemic happened. Then we were parenting and I was working on the front lines and we, we, we were doing it all and with more space, which was perfect timing to be able to give her space in a backyard when there was nowhere else to go. Um, and then this is how we ended up here. During the pandemic started, we thought um, people would be interested in hearing our stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People, we wanted to keep people encouraged. We wanted to keep people hopeful during a time that was really hard. Um, people thought that our lives were interesting and they wanted to know more about it. And so we started our YouTube channel. The pandemic started in what, March. I think we started our YouTube channel in like April, yep. May. We, we filmed, we literally filmed right, we was out right when the pandemic was starting, right when they were shut yeah. down. We was celebrating it was like our, my birthday. Yeah, celebrating his birthday. One we last down trip. down in Lowe's, Delaware. And literally everything was like eerie. It was becoming like eerie ghost town. <laughs> we went out to eat. We was like, is it safe? Yeah. We had fun though. Yeah, that was a nice Thank trip. God we did have that one last fun trip before everything changed. And yeah, we started our YouTube channel and we kind of used to just sit and talk because there was nowhere to go. So we just was giving backstories on so many things. So that's another way that you can kind of learn more about us if you want to see some of those older episodes. But if you want to hear it on the podcast forum, we are totally fine with resharing some of those stories, which includes like, if you want to know what our IVF journey was like, we can talk about that. If you want to know what my natural birthing story was like, that's another fun story to hear. Um, yeah. If you want to hear ways. more about Leon has dealt with osteomyelitis, which was a big part of the pandemic. The pandemic for us was him being sick. Um, so yeah, postpartum depression we have gone through. Pressure sores. Yeah. Thank God we have never gone through nothing major with our daughter. Thank God. Nothing none of the none of the things. Barely any hospital visits. Never any hospital visits. We've no been hospital sick a couple visits. times, but never hospital visit. We we've, we've had a Lord. good life with her. Everything with her has been. Sometimes the parenting is rough, but the regular things parents go through, like outside of parenting, we haven't had to deal with. Yeah, a lot of things. We are eventually going to do an episode on 
parenting differently and yeah. what that looks like for us and what that journey has been like um, for us and why we decide to parent differently. Um, but yeah, that's just a little bit about our background. If you don't know, if you didn't know, is there anything we missed? Anything? I more? mean, there's stories in between, but no, that's the general. That's the that's the just high level view. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it was good. So thank you guys for joining us for today's podcast. Um, this is a bi-weekly podcast, so we will be back in two weeks. We hope that you guys enjoy this content. If you are listening, please rate us. Yes. We greatly appreciate that. Would be greatly appreciated if you're watching. Thanks for watching, guys, and we will see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye.